When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I take pride in a lot of stuff that I feel like we built we built here, and I felt like that outweighed um, any other options for this next year. This is the All In Podcast with Drake Men's Basketball. I'm the voice of the Bulldogs, Michael Admire. Thanks for dialing up the pod today. We have a, a fun one coming your way with DJ Wilkins and Roman Penn. want to let you all know that uh, these conversations will be released every other Monday throughout the summertime as we roll and get you ready for the 2022-23 men's basketball season. The first conversation was with Coach DeVries. We'll try to get as many of the players in here as possible, maybe assistant or two, maybe some alumni. Who knows? We'll, we'll just be talking Drake basketball and everything happening around the program. Hey, it's a great time to join the Iowa Lottery's free VIP club. Members can receive free plays, special offers, insider news and can enter promotions to win cash and other great prizes visit ialottery.com and click on the vip club tab for complete details being authentic is the key to success and true to that spirit authentic brand develops each product in our collection to deliver an authentic look and feel that will deliver that extra edge of confidence when you need to perform your best reach for authentic brand products by tcb companies 
And don't just do it, do it, an authentic brand. You can find an authorized retailer near you, or you can shop 24-7 at authentic-brand.com. All right, so DJ Wilkins and Roman Penn announced earlier this spring that they're going to return for one more season using that quote-unquote COVID year. Uh, The legacy of these two, I feel like, has already been set. Uh, Just what they have brought to this program completely changed the culture of Drake men's basketball. But both suffered injuries last season, and you kind of get the feeling through this conversation that they they want more control of how they go out. Uh, They're also incredible teammates and even better people, and that will show once again in this episode. So uh, we touch on so many topics. It's going to be a good time. And without further delay, here is DJ Wilkins and Roman Penn. So, uh, DJ, are are you rocking the slides right now? No slides today. I got. Yeah, I just got some runners on. Just dang, because to... I was uh, I was excited to tell you that uh, I I was kind of made fun of you for the Crocs, uh, but I, I got some this summer. Right, and they're amazing. You feel them on the feet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the same thing that happened to me. I used to always be on my friends about it, and then as soon as <laughs> I got up, I ain't say a word. I uh, I got the Adidas kind. They were mm-hmm. all, like on crazy sale for like 20 bucks. I was yeah. like, all right, I can get slides or I can go with the, the Crocs. And I just decided to go for the, the Croc look. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was nice. What do you, th- what D- or, uh, Roman, what do you think of DJ's Croc look? Yeah, he, <laughs> he was one of the first people, you know, I know that really rocked the Crocs for a while. Like remember, like since we first got here, honestly, I think he's still the only guy that does. Yeah. It might be. And just, uh, like middle-aged men. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into some of the the real topics. Uh, now that you guys have humored me on the on the croc talk, um, all right. What, what's been happening this summer, DJ? Kind of start with you. Um, what have have your vacations, uh, anything like that? Have you got a chance to get back to Indiana? What's your summer looked like so far? Uh, so far, just a lot of rehab and a lot of uh, physical therapy, some weightlifting. I'm just really getting back onto my diet. I've uh, been home a couple of times, worked a couple of camps, and that's pretty much it. Um, probably about left for two weekends and been in Des Moines the whole summer, just getting ready for next season. Okay, so uh, been focusing on the on the rehab side of things. I, I do want to get into that uh, in a little bit, Roman. How, how about for you, vacation type stuff? Uh, I know you always try to get out to the West Coast here and there. Have you gotten that opportunity? Uh yeah, I mean I've been doing the camps with DJ and uh just rehabbing my foot as well. But I plan on going to Hawaii uh beginning of August and then I w I've been to Seattle a couple weeks ago, so I'm probably gonna go back out there and just see some family. Um and yeah, that's about it. Go to Virginia, see uh see my uh family over there too. So just go to a couple of states. Not too much uh this year. Okay. Very nice. And so uh you guys are kind of in basketball mode. Right now, so I, I know it's hard to kind of think uh, think about everything else that's been happening, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's been a good summer, though. Would you say overall? Yeah. Getting sure. like pool time. What's what's like a day look like right now? I know you guys got a, a ton going on with the camps and and practices, but do you guys get a do any grill outs or anything like that? Uh, I don't think we haven't had one yet, but you know we've been so busy with camp those first two weeks. Everybody legs kind of be drained, so. Uh, this is the first week without camps. Uh, I think this might be the first weekend everybody mostly stay here before we all leave out for the 4th of July. So we'll probably end up doing something this weekend together. 
Nice. Roman, any uh, time away from the court for you while you're back here in Des Moines? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I've been just delivering, though. Yeah. I've been doing that, just sticking to that. This summer has been a little hot, though, humid. So it's been good, though, good paying that. And just, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for the 4th of July yet. Which delivery service do you work for? Instacart. Instacart. We've got to get an NIL deal. Man, right? I, man, I, you know. I, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> a point guard, and you deliver groceries for Instacart, but also you deliver the assist, you deliver the – it just fits so perfect. Man, that's something we, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and work yeah. on this year, man. I'm going to keep pushing for it. Send out an email, get some get some pictures of you out, out delivering. I, I think it would be money. All right, uh uh, one other thing I want to talk to you guys about because I see pictures pop up every once in a while on on Instagram and uh, see you guys interacting with your fraternity. I know you guys are both a part of the same fraternity. DJ, uh, is it Omega Phi? No, it's Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Kappa Incorporated Psi. by way of the Omega chapter. Ah, okay, yeah. gotcha. My bad on that. Kappa all Alpha good, Psi. All, all right, so uh, what what drew you to fraternity life? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what drew you to fraternity life? Uh, for me, really just having an avenue outside of basketball, you know. Since I came to Des Moines in 2018, I've only been around mostly just friends with people that was on the basketball team. So to be able to step out of my comfort zone, meet guys that come from different backgrounds, different parts of the world, and uh, ultimately create a brotherhood that's going to last forever. And I know those guys and everybody that came before us all got my back in. Is going to keep going, yeah, near future. Roman, d- can you describe kind of the difference between maybe the, you know, stereotypical animal house fraternity that maybe some people <laughs> may have that image of and Kappa Alpha Psi? Um, I think, um, you know, kind of just the image of, you know, you think of fraternity, you kind of think of um, just having fun, having parties and stuff like that. Just, you know, living college life. But, um, I mean, with Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity uh, Incorporated, we're – we know we're really big in the community. Um, we try to involve ourselves in a lot of things that community that uh, takes place in the communities, um, events, um, food drives. I know we've done uh, yoga with the Good Vibes Movement, who uh, is in Des Moines. That's a um, that's a non profitable uh, organization yeah. that they um, that they do over there, and they uh, provide food to the homeless like every Sunday. So we're a part of a lot of uh, community events and just. Um, you know, just build, building a brotherhood, you know, all around the world. Um, I met a lot of, a lot of uh, fraternity brothers that are not in uh, the, my chapter, the Omega chapter, that just, you know, you can meet randomly at an airport and just, you know, you're in the same fraternity and we have that connection instantly just because we're in the same fraternity. So, you know, we've always, um, you know, we kind of share like the same mindset a, l- a little bit, but in different ways at that. But, um, I mean, I know basically our fraternity is just, you know, doing work in the community and just building a friendships and building, you know, the, just that community bond. DJ, I know sometimes the fraternities have, you know, core principles. What are some of the core principles that you guys follow? You know, Roman said you guys all kind of carry this similar mindset. What what might that be? Uh, achievement. Our motto is achievement in every field of human endeavor, and that really just means uh, in whatever you do, whether you're a basketball player, you're a doctor, you're an accountant, you're a pharmacist, achieve at the highest rate, like whether you're a dad, uncle, like be, be the best you could be in whatever situation that you're currently in. And, you know, just wanting to better the community, especially for minorities. Uh, just being out, like Roman said, food drives, uh, clothes drives, boys and girls club readings, going to high schools, talking to kids, uh, just little things like that that I feel like makes us different from the stereotypical one. I mean, 
yeah, we enjoy ourselves sometimes too, but, you know, the main reason is to help our community out to better, like, the future for somebody else or the people that come to Drake after that would want to be a part of the fraternity as well. That's cool. I, I feel like you, too, especially kind of embody the spirit of that. So that's, that's really neat. You said, you know, also, you know, that there's some fun to it. Uh, there are also always cool traditions. I know you can't share, like, every meaning behind every tradition, but I, I just have to ask, uh, a bunch of the, the newbies uh, wear masks until they are, they are revealed. Can you give us, like, an insight on, on the masks at all? So yeah, the mask kind of just um, you know a tradition a little bit. Um, our new our newest member Bryce is on the team <laughs> we now. Have Bryce Burns. Bryce yeah. Burns. So um, he's you know um, he's a part of our fraternity now, and uh, uh, two other guys who um, who are our basketball managers, Daniel and uh, Eldrick Dosavi. Uh, th- those guys are part of it. But just the mask is kind of like um, it's you know it's just a tradition. You kind of just you know when you're you're trying to get in, uh, you know just try to. <laughs> You're trying to get a part of the fraternity. You kind of just, um, just you know, it's uh, we have a probate. It's, it's called a probate, basically. Yeah. And you know, you don't want no one to see you before the probate. So you kind of just use the mask to um, hide your identity until you have. We have our um, per, uh, our performance or, or you know whatever you want to call it, and then that's when you unveil yourself. So it's kind of like a secret villain. Like if we had new jerseys, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't hide it. You would make a video or whatever. So I kind of just think about it as that. And uh, probate is where um, we uh, reveal new members of the fraternity. I know it's hard for maybe some people listening to fully understand uh, what all that means, especially if you aren't involved in a fraternity. I was involved in one, and uh, we we use blindfolds as to kind of symbolize mm-hmm. the fact of you know, throughout you're blindfolded, but then in the final uh, step, the blindfold comes off, and you're kind of you're revealed fully to the entire fraternity. But also, you kind of see you now see what the entire fraternity is all about. So it, it is part of just the tradition and it's a cool one. I mean, the, the masks uh, are tight. Uh, I do have another question about uh, the fraternity and it's the, the dancing because DJ has got some moves. I mean, uh, have you always been a dancer? You know, the, uh, I don't know where you kind of wind it up. Uh, the shoulders. <laughs> the shoulders. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, I haven't always been like the dance. Like, I have rhythm, but I've never been the guy that's just, yeah, I'm going to just break out and start dancing. But, yeah, I got a little rhythm, but, yeah, we practice enough. He, he's kind of like the, you know, the, the slow-mo dance. He may not be able to, like, fully hip-hop dance, but, I mean, he's got the, yeah. he's got the flow. He's silk. Yeah, he's smooth yeah, as silk. He got the shoulders. <laughs> All right, man, that, that's fun. Uh, let, let's talk a little uh, basketball and so many topics that I, I want to get into. Um but first, let's just kind of go back to last season. And Roman, as you guys have reflected a little bit, what's maybe you know the the biggest takeaway from the season that that just transpired? Um, that you know, it can all be, it can all go bad really, really fast. You know, if you get comfortable, and uh, I think that's kind of what we realized is you know if you get a little comfortable, uh, you know things things don't go your way or something like that, it just it, it could turn really fast. And I think that was um the difference between uh the year we went undefeated and last year is we might have got a little complacent. But I love the way that we fought back. I think that's something that helped us towards the end of the season is we were able to, you know, bounce back from a three game losing streak and just things like that, you know, just going through um different types of adversity throughout throughout the whole season, you know, not playing to our expectations and stuff like that. But 
I mean, I think we learned a, a valuable lesson uh, from last year, and you know, I feel I still feel like we um we still you know went far as far as we could, and then, you know, just unfortunate with uh, how it ended. But I think we um you know I think it was a, a great year for us, regardless of you know the ups and downs. I know everybody wanted to win, you know, we all did, but you know that's just part of it, just going through ups and downs, and just still finding a way to um you know push through it. Yeah, it's another uh, MVC tournament championship appearance and 20 plus wins that's a that's a pretty good season so uh, nothing to hang your head about b- by any means I do want to get to one of the things that you brought up just maybe some of the complacency in a second but DJ wanted to get your overall thoughts on the season just kind of how how you look back on it uh just like Roman said um kind of complacent uh just not having that same just that same intensity that we had coming in that COVID I feel like honestly but uh, just being able to, like, I feel like it was lessons learned throughout as well. Like, being able to come back from, you know, number one preseason and then, you know, having our ups and downs throughout the year and just noticing, like, you know what I mean? And this could be anybody day, any game, and you got to bring it every game. And that's something that we did the f- past year because I felt like we had a chip on our shoulder. And then the following year, I feel like we kind of let that chip get off our shoulder a little bit, like we arrived, but... Now we got that, you know, we got the chip back on our shoulder. We know what it takes. Uh, we learned the lesson from last year. We learned the lesson from the year before, and pretty looking forward this year from both years. Uh, that's good stuff, DJ. It's a little bit to what I was wanting to bring up is you come off the, the COVID season, and it's just, it was just so unique. It was a grind in, in many ways. And then you all come out of it after the NCAA tournament, and now there are, are many of these expectations. And I know early on in the season, one of the conversations that you had with everybody is like, how do you not get complacent with what we just experienced? And uh, just wondering, Roman, how much did the fact that that COVID year, uh, you know, you had that COVID year that you're able to use, not sure if you're coming back this year, just how much of that played into just the maybe that complacency sinking in knowing that you maybe had that to fall back on um i think it was it's just different because you know during that covid year we were coming off um the, the tournament run and uh we just had like a different juice we had we were very motivated because we we felt like we should have done a lot better than what we did that year and that just kind of just lead lit led into the summer and in the summer we didn't have the coaches to work us out because there was no workout so we were just player-led workouts and we were just building our bond you know, fighting the whole summer, arguing the whole summer, and it all led up to when we got to October, our jail was just crazy. Like, our bond was it was insane because we went through so much ups and downs during that summer trying to do it on our own, trying to figure it out on our own. And I think once the coaches came, it was kind of like we put most of it together, and now we just needed to tighten up things, and then that's kind of how it went. And then once they had the game plan, we just ran with it, and, you know, our confidence was through the roof. Like, in October, I remember, because – we were playing scrimmaging like once a week, and we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how it's going to go. Yeah. And, and then, so maybe what would you attribute uh, the, the complacency that you guys maybe were, were chatting about uh, last year? What would you maybe attribute that to? Uh, I think I attribute that to, I mean, you know, obviously, the you know, I honestly think the senior, uh, seniors, including, you know, me and DJ, and I think uh, I got a comfortable, you know, just kind of just felt like we knew how to do what to do and then didn't think of it as we can still get better, you know. It was just kind of like we knew what we were doing already, so uh, maybe we don't need to do that. But 
I mean, it's very humbling to go through that because now you see, you know, you see you can't ever do that in life or in general. <laughs> you can't just get comfortable. And um, it was a great lesson learned, honestly. And, um, you know, I think it only made us better, only made us stronger and just, you know, made us more humble. DJ, how has just that experience, those lessons learned, impacted your mindset and just like your approach to this offseason and uh, it, moving into – the, the future basketball season? Uh, just really, I took from that, probably just the little things matter, like every little thing. And I felt like that COVID summer before that season, we paid attention to every little thing. It's like we calculated every step we was taking day by day, workout by workout, to make sure we reached the goals that we wanted in December. I mean, not in December, but in the wintertime. And we just took our head down and we just worked and worked. And that's, you know what I mean? We put in the work, we got the results. And I felt like the second year, didn't pay attention to the small things. We just, you know, just working out, playing, just not strategic about everything that we did like we did the year before. So uh, just knowing that, you know, every day counts no matter what, no matter what level you at, no matter how high you get, no matter how low you get, uh, just every day matters. Uh, let, let's kind of get into a little bit of the, the rehab and just kind of going through the, uh, you know, injuries from last year and, and DJ, um, yeah, last game of the season, you go down. Uh, you were obviously an incredible teammate down in St. Louis, but you kind of watched the team and and how they how the games transpired there in St. Louis. And man, I felt uh, in that Loyola game, maybe one or two threes, just a, a couple shots knocked down from outside, could have changed the entire dynamic from that game. A as you're watching that weekend unfold, and you look back on on the CBI and just everything that kind of transpired late in the season after your injury, uh, kind of what were your your biggest takeaways from that that time? Um, it really kind of put in perspective that, like, not even just my play, not even, like, points, not assists, not rebounds, but just, like, a voice. Like, just my voice being out there as far as, like, defensively, even, like, when the ball's on the opposite side of the floor, like, it felt like I couldn't even – couldn't even talk to my teammates like because usually I'm out there I'm talking I'm talking but just not being able to have that um but yeah I just really recognize that like my voice uh just being able to on um, defensively offensively kind of like just guiding guys throughout the game uh, talking to guys quick switches or like me Roman Tank Tramel like we would have just missing that little piece and I felt like that's something that I noticed that was really huge for the team when I was out. And Roman, for you, as you're dealing with the injury throughout the season, you're playing on a broken foot. Uh, you took some time off to let it heal a little bit, but uh, you grind through it. First off, uh, wh why did you decide to play through it, not just opt for uh, another round of surgery? Um, it was kind of just like, you know, just talking to the doctors about, about it and how, um, you know, they kind of gave me a scenario about another player I believe like a while ago who was playing through the same thing as me, but it, they were like saying it wasn't going to get as worse because it was already going to need surgery on it. And it was a weird situation with my foot. I don't know. It was like um, you could see the break, but I couldn't feel it as much. I mean, you know, the first week or two it was hurting, but after that it kind of just, I don't know, it just formed into itself. And then um, it was good. You know, I was able to play on it, so I was just grateful for that. And I just kind of wanted to play – that year, you know, I, I mean, I wanted to play with Tremel and Tank, you know, the seniors who were still there. And I was, you know, I didn't 
know if I was going to get another chance to play with them ever again. So just wanted to play with them. Um, and I still thought we had, you know, a good chance of winning it. So I just, you know, wanted to give it a shot. And, you know, it worked out for me, and I was able to play throughout the season. And that was, you know, the good thing about it. But, I mean, we had, you know, some multiple injuries, and that's just part of the game, honestly. But, I mean, I love the way we fought. You know, we had that next man mentality that we've always been having since I can remember. Since mm -hmm. I've been here, we've had that mentality. And it's um it's a great thing to see, you know, so many people just step up and, and just one man down and everybody else just picks up piece by piece, plays picks up their game piece by piece. And, you know, not having DJ, that hurt a lot because, you know, he's, he's the glue. And then, you know, our defense, he's, he guards the best player every time. And, you know, that's something we missed out on a lot. But, um, you know, hopefully he gets back healthy and, you know, we get another shot this year. It is remarkable to, to think about just how each season has transpired and what you all are still able to accomplish. accomplish. It, it's been nothing short of remarkable. And, and a lot of it has to do with you two. Now going into your fifth season, uh, I guess before we get into even that topic, um, you guys had this. You had a decision to make in the off season whether you know you're going to come back to Drake or pursue other opportunities. And you all decide that, all right, at 25, I'm going to lace them up <laughs> one more round for the Bulldogs. Uh, Roman, why? Uh, uh, there's many reasons why. Um, one of the uh, reasons is, you know, I get to finish my master's next year, and I think that's big uh, for my family. Uh, my mom talks about it a lot, so finishing that. Um, and just also, you know, being at Drake is just uh, – it's such a blessing, and uh, it's just a great feeling, you know, that I get to, you know, do college one more year, something that's never going to happen again, you know. And it's just, you know, kind of just another year to get my life together in a way. You know, I still get to uh, focus on what I want to do, and just get, you know, get things uh, together and just play with my teammates, play with DJ again, play with Garrett, you know, who who I've came in, I came in with. And just guys like that, you know, just build memories and then try to bring, honestly, try and bring a championship back. You know, we've been so close so many years, and I feel like, you know, we just need that, you know, maybe one more shot, one more shot, uh, hopefully. But, you know, you never know what happens. But, I mean, I love it here. I love playing in front of the fans. It's so it's just a great feeling. I love Iowa. So, yeah, that's kind of just all – all uh, played a part into why I wanted to come back. DJ, for you, what kind of went into your decision to come back for and, and use that COVID season? Uh, like Roman said, obviously getting my master's next year is huge for my family, like like anybody else, but uh, coaching staff, fans, uh, just the environment, just to know like how comfortable I am here, how good we're treated. Uh, and then it's just a lot of opportunity. Uh, we get to come in here, we get to play basketball at a high level. We're around a bunch of coaches we've been around for four or five years that are high-quality coaches, good guys. Uh, the relationship between us is not more so like player-coach. You know, it's kind of like not friends, but you know what I mean? Like I'm really comfortable with the coaches where I could talk to them almost about anything. And, yeah, just being comfortable. And we started something here at Drake back in 2018. So just to be able to come back, finish it, uh, and I just – you know, I just feel like I take pride in a lot of stuff that I feel like we built we built here, and I felt like that outweighed um, any other options for this next year. Uh, th there's no doubt that you two have had an incredible impact, and in, no matter what happens next season, uh, it, the legacy ha has been set. Uh, so I guess what what were some of the – there are so many temptations out there these days. There is the financial option of – 
you know, going and playing overseas where you can make, you know, a few more bucks than you can po- probably make in the um, NIL world, uh, in the NIL wor- world here at Drake. And then, uh, you know, uh, there are big NIL opportunities at other schools. So th- there, um, there is that out there. There is that temptation, but you all have shown that, you know, there's something bigger than, than that. Uh, can, can you guys just kind of like let us some into just your thought process and why the temptations, you know, weren't there and why, why you wanted to, to stick it out here? Just kind of like, cause my mom always explained to me like the difference between like short term, long term. I felt like if I would have loved it would have been a one year short term, like, okay, some happiness, but one year and that would have been that when I've been here and it's been four years of something built plus another fifth year to be able to cap it off and there's no telling what five years worth the work in Des Moines, Iowa could do for me in my future than going to a power five and being a piece of a program, a small piece of a program, a huge program for a year, a couple months. No, I love that. Uh, and it is hard to, uh, the temptations out there really, uh, they're gratifying in one year, but a, a legacy uh, that could be left uh for one extra year here at Drake, um, see your number in the rafter someday. Those kind of things. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty incredible. All right, um, wanted to just kind of just quick update on injury rehab, summer workouts. Uh, DJ, how you feeling? What what is the timetable for your return to the basketball court? I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, just about. Three months and a couple weeks after surgery. I had surgery March 10th. Uh, knee's feeling well. Uh, rehab's going good. Had a three-month assessment that went pretty well. Uh, right now, I really don't know the timetable. Just really just sticking my head down and working every day. But I'm looking forward to being early next season for sure. But, yeah, just really right now just strengthening, strengthening my body, stretching out. Uh, just all the little things I could do without having to be on the court and running up and down with using my knee. So a lot of ball handling some finishes, some form shots, um, yeah, just stretching out feet, like my just little things. Like I try to stretch out my toes and things like that. Now, uh, just every little thing every day, just so it could accumulate to just a little bit of growth by the time I come back and be ready to play. All right, Roman, uh, update on on you at this moment. Uh, yeah, I'm about two months and a half uh, of post surgery. So now I'm about to uh, enter three months. Um, so I'm about to, uh, hopefully get cleared in about two weeks, two to three weeks, and then, um, you know, go after that and kind of just progress into uh, team workouts and stuff like that. But, I mean, it feels really good. I, feel, I really took my time on this one <laughs> this time. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel really good. Um, just, yeah, kind of like what DJ was saying, focusing on the little things like toad stuff, that um, toad stretches and exercises that our trainer uh, Andrew has is doing. So I think really focusing on that, you know, as our bodies get older, I think those things that you look over matter a little bit more. So, but I feel really good. I mean, my foot feels excellent right now. That's great to hear. I know fans will be excited to see you guys back on the court uh, in November and, and DJ whenever you're you're ready to rock. All right, you guys are roommates, right? No, not no more. Oh, no not anymore. More. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> okay, so you're now post roommates, so there will be no conflict. Uh, I have a couple rapid fire roommate questions. I know I know we got to get going, so I'll be quick on okay. these questions. I'm sad that you guys aren't roommates anymore, man. All right, uh, who was the first to bed? Roman. <laughs> 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 N- 
no, uh, no back on that, Roman. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> first to bed. All right, uh, what was uh, DJ? What was Roman's weirdest habit? Okay, I don't want to say the diet just because yeah, everybody knows that one, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe I don't know. Roman be in and out. Like, yeah, we're gonna wake up. He he going to like you might not see him till five because he's working on Instacart or something like. So it's just like I see him at night. He come in here eat, and then just be on the couch sleep. <laughs> he's the perfect yeah. roommate. Roman, what was DJ's weirdest habit? Uh, his weirdest habit is man. <laughs> it's just crazy. You guys aren't roommates it's just, anymore because because it's like to say weird. It's just like we just comfortable. Yeah, yeah, comfortable yeah. It's each like other. you forget. Uh, Something that may be weird, it's just like that's just yeah. DJ. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, who controlled the remote? I did. Yeah. Okay, I was got the remote. All right, uh, who was on the phone with her mom the most? Oh, <laughs> they're, they're pointing at each other. Uh, that's great. Uh, who did the cooking? I did. The yeah, he cooking, did the yeah. cooking. He did the cooking. All right. Uh, what was the best part of living with the other person? Close game. Nice. Post game, to be able to go home and debrief about the game, whether it's on the road. Even if we get home at 1 o'clock in the morning, we might just stop upstairs and just yeah, just sit on the couch and reflect. But, yeah, just those times, good games, bad games, just being able to just conversate amongst those and get a lot off our chest, yeah, those, that's the best moments. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. I mean, my fraternity brothers live with us too, so we would be, after every game, probably stay up to like 2 to 3 in the morning just talk. <laughs> Just talk about the game or just talk about anything. So I think that was those are like the one some of the best moments I've had. You know, just every time it was you know, we knew what we were gonna do after the game. Well, I, I love talking uh, everything with you guys. Appreciate your time. I know you got practice to get to, so thank you. Uh you're always welcome on the mic anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ooh.